0: Adrian. That's Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. Um, Since uh, we last spoke to you, uh, Bree's been on something of, of a voyage of discovery. She's been to an amazing new place. Where's that place that you've been to, Bree? It
1: would be Adelaide.
0: Adelaide, the home of the best serial killers in Australia. Absolutely. All right. So, your first time in Adelaide? Yep. Thoughts?
1: You know, it was, it was all, a, a kind of a lot like Hobart, to be honest.
0: I'm not sure if that's complimenting Hobart or insulting Hobart.
1: Well, it's got its... its well, look, let's, um, let's do the pros.
0: Um, this will be a short list.
1: No, not... Well, in that um, it's got a very good uh, food and drink scene. Yeah. Um. For sure. You mm. know, obviously being, you know, near the Barossa Valley mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's lots of fresh produce and there's some really good restaurants
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of almost a little bit like Canberra in that the city itself is is laid out quite well.
0: Well, yes, that does have...
1: It's yeah. got the, uh, the surrounded by the green belt kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll I'll say that the the Adelaide Botanical Gardens is one of the best that I've been to. I've been to many bot- Botanical. Any time I go to a new city, I always go to their Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. And Adelaide's is, is right up there. Mm. Adelaide's Botanical Gardens were established somewhere in the mid 1800s, so it's got a long history. Many 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 good uh, good very big trees. Um, and it's just, it's, it's been, it was planned out very well, so it was uh, very nice to visit.
0: Mm. I often thought that uh, Adelaide would be good if it wasn't for the South Australians that live in it.
1: Well, that, that probably gets you to the negative aspect, which was, um, so I was I was visiting Adelaide with uh, myself and, and two of my female friends, so mm-hmm. a bit of a girls weekend that mm-hmm. we were having, and... Um, To put in a bit of context where all all three of us are kind of more into i guess you would call the alternative scene in you know Mm uh uh, heavy metal punk Mm -hmm. sort of music and Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of where we all met Mm -hmm. was was sort of going to those kind of pubs so when we went out on saturday night it started off fairly normally went out for you know a meal and um some drinks and uh we went to a wine bar and had a bottle of wine which was nice, you know, sort of... And then we went to, uh, I believe it's called Hindley Street in Adelaide.
0: Yeah, Hindley or Hindley. Hindley Street,
1: yeah, which is where all the nightclubs are, and that's kind of when things went a little bit more down. uh Downhill, it was, um, uh, you know, it was a little bit uh, sad Mm. in... It was... Just a lot of people queued up for a lot of nightclubs that looked really shitty. <laughs> okay. That uh, so that um, we were going to a particular club that's a, a rock bar. Right. Then we kind of had to almost run through this gauntlet of uh, of of other bars along along the way with all these people who mm. were you know despite the fact it was maybe eight or nine degrees were wearing not much. Right. Um, and just queuing up to get into I don't I don't even know that they knew what they were queuing up for. It was just like, oh, look, there's a big queue there. That must be the nightclub that's, that's really happening at the moment, so let's go to that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we ran that gauntlet and we, we made it to the Enigma Bar, which is the, the sort of rock metal um, pub of Adelaide, and it was a very uh, very welcome Stop! you know as soon as he said oh no it's fine you can go upstairs there's a band playing go you know go for it there was no cue there was mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and we went upstairs to find a very very excellent iron maiden coven band
0: playing you just said iron maiden coven band cover you? cover band cover band well, no, well.
1: sorry cover band yes yes um with a female fronted iron maiden cover band really and she was very 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 good hmm. Um, it, it suits the music, so yeah, oh, yeah. so just just perfectly, and uh, so yeah, we we enjoyed ourselves uh, from that point onwards. Mm.
0: So, um, any good wine recommendations that you want to uh, want to tip off the audience about?
1: Oh, uh, well, we did go on a, a winery tour, as you do, as you do when you're in Adelaide. You go, what are you gonna do? We're gonna go to the Barossa Valley and go to a few wineries. So mm-hmm. we had a booked a private tour and. Uh, Went to a few, like a, uh, it was one it was a, I can't remember what the name was, but it was like a chateau sort of arrangement. And uh, um, I bought a nice bottle of 1985 Port hmm. when I was there, which uh, is now sitting over in my bar area, which I haven't opened yet, but I will when we, at some point in, mm. in the near future.
0: Mm. Possibly if the Swans win the grand final
1: that would be a very good reason to open it
0: i i have this existential dread this year that it's going to be a Geelong versus Sydney grand final and i don't know that our marriage can survive it
1: well we survived the uh, the
0: nick davis nick davis
1: semi final where yeah. we we snatched it from you in the last minute so yeah and it was right
0: literally right like literally
1: of right in front of where we were sitting so yeah. there you go
0: yeah <clears throat> Anyway, repressed memories be gone. (laughs) Um, We are, uh, in fact, uh, this time next week, we'll probably be packing furiously because we'll be about um, 24 hours away. Well, it's more than 24 hours, but uh, we will hopefully, health permitting, be on our way uh, to Singapore and Thailand. Are you as petrified of catching COVID right now as I am? Yes. Right.
1: Right, because right now is the time. No, this is not. You know, um, you know. Look, I'm not, I'm not scared of COVID as such, but you can't obviously travel if you have COVID. So mm-hmm. to to catch it would be put a very large crimp in our plans. Mm. So I shall be uh, studiously avoiding people as much as possible in the next week and a bit.
0: Except for the fact that you're going shopping at Eastlands tomorrow.
1: I'll be wearing my mask Mm -hmm. and uh, socially distancing as much as I possibly can. Okay. We do need to go and get some
0: food. Yes. Well, that's obviously important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of food and shops, uh, we've actually had a... A supermarket complex called Gleep Hill Village literally opened over our back fence during this week. Um, So far, so good in terms of it's nice to, and if you hear meowing all of a sudden, that's because the cats are in the recording studio slash bedroom and they're in the cupboard there doing cat things. Yeah. Right. So, again, apologise for the meows. That's cats, that's not us. Um, new shopping centre. So, uh, thoughts on... Uh, <laughs> so, just to describe what's happening at the moment, um, our boy cat Waldo is up on top of the shelving in the uh, in the cupboard, in the walk-in wardrobe, and he's just basically looking down at us from on high. Yes. Because... That's the way that Waldo rolls. Yeah. Hi, buddy.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, we're your yeah. servants. That's just uh, a <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yes. If this was uh, if this had a web a webcam feature, we'd um, we'd show you, but we can't. Anyway, new shopping centre. It's not complete. Well, I mean, it's open in that the anchor tenant, which is Coles. Um, is open for business, but not all of the other businesses are yet. And I believe this afternoon you found out that one of them's going to be selling bubble tea.
1: I found that out yesterday. And well,
0: aren't they a florist?
1: They're a florist and a bubble tea shop.
0: So that's a really weird combination.
1: Yeah, you know, bubble tea is pretty popular. So I guess yeah. probably they were a florist first and they thought, what else can we do? Ah, let's sell some bubble tea.
0: Yeah, well...
1: So, you know, verdicts, I haven't tried it yet, so let's see uh, how good or not their bubble tea is as Mm -hmm. to whether I'll be a regular customer or not. I'm maybe a little picky Mm -hmm. in my bubble tea requirements.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it it would want to be good.
0: Mm. You've never worried about the risk of... I believe there's a risk that if you eat bubble... Sorry, eat slash drink bubble tea too often that the tapioca balls can like in what that has
1: happened and more than i think you know several people have gone to hospital for having uh, basically their stomach full of tapioca that can't quite be digested but they were drinking four or five full size bubble teas a day
0: right okay yeah
1: so you know that's that's not that's not me mm-hmm. <laughs> one is sufficient um, you know it's obviously quite sugary mm-hmm. even if you ask you know even if you get less sugar than than the normal recipe it's still
0: mm. you know i didn't even know tapioca was that hard to digest but there you go
1: yeah well it's quite a rubbery sort of ah, yes, but... sort of substance
0: so it's That's how you there is the bubble tea boys and girls yeah okay so here is a hypothetical question for you <clears throat> going back to the covid thing if you get a sniffle during the coming week, and just a sniffle, are you going to do a rat test? In other words, what level of cold-like symptoms would you have to have this week in order to do a rat test? Or is it a case of you'll do a rat test anyway next Saturday just to make sure?
1: No, well, I mean, that's a... Look, I I have sinus issues to begin with, so I've never... I've always... I, I kind of flip between having a runny nose and a block nose that's mm. the way i roll so
0: yeah based on the people that i know that have had covid it's uh, even if you have a mild case of covid you know that you've got covid
1: yeah look if i have a fever then that's kind of yeah. kind of a bit of a giveaway but mm.
0: Mm. yeah yep so um we're both um yeah i guess running the gauntlet for the next week and hoping that uh, that all
1: I haven't caught COVID to this point. I just had the booster three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I've had my flu dis- shot.
1: Despite uh, some people's opinion, the booster the, or the the vaccine slash boosters do actually have some preventative factor in 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 you actually contracting mm,
0: absolutely COVID
1: nineteen. No, it's not a it's not a if you're boosted you will not get it kind mm. of situation. But um, the studies have shown that it's it, the the it, it wears off quite quickly but because we've had it quite recently we're about as you know dosed up as it yeah as it gets so yeah. um i'm actually more there's also then obviously a very high sort of somewhat higher chance that we will then catch covid over in singapore or thailand or, or thailand so
0: yeah.
1: um however i'm a little bit less worried about that because if i'm have to go to work. Go. I caught COVID and I'm stuck in Thailand. Sorry, I'm not going to be back to work for two weeks. Is a little bit of a uh, yeah, a, of a, a win-win situation, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be cheaper to get stuck in Thailand than all to be stuck in Singapore. But yeah, um, we're only in Singapore for a couple of days, so it would be unlikely if we caught COVID that it would manifest itself in the time that we're there. Anyway,
1: that's that's right. And and Singapore is uh, still got their... So there. Is it one of the few countries left that's still got masking going on to a high degree?
0: Yeah, which
1: it, and, and the the statistics do show that it does help.
0: Yes, and if you thought that uh, Australia was uh, hardcore when it came to mask wearing when we did have a mask mandate, you ain't seen nothing yet. Singapore um, uh, takes it to another level, and they also. Um, as Singapore tends to do, enforce it very strongly as well.
1: There's a very, very strong community enforcement yeah. sort of uh, mentality within Singapore, mm. which is, you know, one of the reasons why I like Singapore. It's it's a very community-minded uh, country. Mm. Um, you know, not it's not all about me. It's, all, it's about everyone else. Mm. Plus the food. Plus the food.
0: And that was the sound of Waldo falling off a box and landing on his feet as cats do yeah
1: but it's okay cats are made of liquid so
0: <laughs> yes Bri no had, harm done brie has this theory the theory that cats are mostly liquid just with a skin sack around them and so they they tend to be able to get themselves out of most situations
1: and what is about this no anyway
0: <clears throat> we'll carry on waldo could potentially bump the wrong button on the keyboard and stop the recording um We'll carry on regarding. But he's
1: actually quite fascinated by the the, uh, the sound waves on the screen right there.
0: Yes, okay. from where we're doing the recording. <clears throat> okay, let's move on and talk about music. For some reason, ARIA has once again stopped doing their ARIA chart throwback things that they were releasing on Thursday afternoons, which is um, disappointing. So I looked around for a chart to uh, to recap. Um as always, I tend to uh, tend to go to uh, my two favourite years of the '80s for music, 1988 or 1984. This time we've got
1: 1984. 1984. Uh, there we go. Well, almost. and and it's probably worth uh, <coughs> noting at this point that uh, Kate Bush is still number one on the singles charts as of tonight. Mm-hmm. I, must, I think it's eight eight weeks running, mm. and Harry Styles has been unable to unseat her from that position mm. still. Mm. even though Stranger Things ended five weeks ago. Yep.
0: Still, she's got about another 14 weeks before she can beat Tones and I. Well... That'd,
1: yeah.
0: that'd be something if Rang Update will beat Dance Monkey for longest time at number one.
1: That would be very
0: good, but so, yeah. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, the top 10 from this week back in 1984, and this is Chock Full of Bang-ers. There's a couple that are... So number ten this week, back in nineteen eighty four, jumping up from twenty one, it was a bullet. Uh, Steve Perry, oh Sherry, uh, the guy from Journey.
1: Yes, yeah. I don't know who Steve Perry is.
0: Do you know the song?
1: I have to say, I'm struggling to remember the
0: song. Okay, we'll play it to it's you. It's not later. one
1: that's got some, got a lot of modern airplay.
0: I don't think. Uh, then you listen to the wrong stations. Okay. Okay.
1: Sorry, obviously I need to uh, to listen to AM radio more. <clears throat>
0: not quite <laughs> uh number nine uh dropping down from eight this week was lionel richie's hello yeah 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 the the music video for that yeah famous for some of the wrong reasons uh number eight wang chung dance hall days mm-hmm. we'll let that one go number seven in with a bullet from 15 frankie goes to hollywood two tribes yep yep um, was the was the album? No, so the album hadn't even come out yet this week in 1984. Um, the number one album this week, incidentally, in 1984, was Coloured by Numbers" by Culture Club. Mm. And number two was Elton John's "Breaking Hearts." We're going to get to him shortly. Uh, number six, one of my favourite songs, uh, "Self Control" by Laura Branigan.
1: Ah, yes, it's one of my karaoke favourites.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, good song, um, good video. Video that um MTV at the time had issues with playing because, um, the version that you see now has been edited slightly because apparently at the time MTV was like, nope, too much of that. Looks like it's an orgy, so we're not going to play the video. It's literally
1: just Laura Branigan singing mostly isn't it no um, oh, no i'm thinking of gloria
0: yeah you're thinking of completely the wrong way, yeah right yeah no she's got all the dances yeah 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 so right uh number five elton john sad songs say so much one of his better ones uh number four was the debut song well, not a song really the 12th man's it's just not cricket Right in the middle of winter, The Twelfth Man had uh, one of the top five songs in Australia. Go figure. Uh, Number three, a band that were compared uh, to Fleetwood Mac in America, and it kind of stymied their chances at really making it big in the US. Uh, It was Eurogliders, Heaven Must Be There. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Number two, up from five, on its way to number one, Prince When Doves Cry. Can't go past that. No. But uh, it had to dislodge one of the most popular songs from the 1980s. Number one this week, back in 1984, was Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. So there you go. That was this week, back in
1: 1984.
0: Yep. Right. Struggling of things to say.
1: Oh, I was seven years old at the time, so... Yeah, okay, I was a little
0: bit. <laughs> say so my memory probably a little bit better. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else you wish to add uh, before we take a short hiatus for a couple of weeks until we get back to uh, record more unmade beds?
1: We're not going to record an unmade bed from Thailand.
0: Well, we could. I It'll be very
1: made bed because their housekeeping is top notch. But
0: yeah. uh... Um. I don't. I don't know that we're going to have room for the podcast microphone. We could just. We can wing it. We could wing it, yeah. All right, that you may end up with an unmade bed in a couple of weeks from Thailand. Who knows? But until then, uh, it's good night from me. Say good night, Bree. Good night, Bree. That's all for this episode of the Unmade Bed. We'll catch you next time.